I don't care. I don't care. They can keep. They can put ads on here. I will play Christmas music on Christmas Eve. It's what I want to do. And I like that song, so fucking sue me. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who focuses on golf and football. As you can see in December, we're only focusing on football, but just know golf is around the corner. Okay, I feel like I got a golf ball in my face right now. So if you like the cut of my jib, come check out my channel. If you don't, well, fuck off. All right, I, uh, I'm glad to have you guys here. We got a little special three-game Sunday slate. As you know, it's the NBA day because it's Christmas. But NFL said, hey, 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 NBA, fuck you. We're going to do three games anyways. And just like we have for Thanksgiving, it's one of those unique uh, slates where you get three games, but at three separate times. So it allows us to play a little bit more game theory than we have. Am I going to harp on that as much as I did in the previous ones? No. I encourage you to go back and watch those if you want to know a little bit uh, more. I want to keep this under 15 minutes. It's a three-game slate. And you know what? I got some good lineups I'm sweating right now. So let's get going. Uh, first of all, you better hang around till the end, okay? All right, because I'm giving away this sweater on this show right here. So hang around till the end. If you don't hang around, you won't know if you won, you mother father. Okay, here we go. Uh, starting out with contest selection tomorrow. Look at this one. The big, uh, the big Millie Maker tomorrow for the three-game slate. They bumped it up to $25. 44% goes to first place. If you're playing it, you're a donkey dick. There it is. I said it. I said it. I'll never stop saying it. It is a horrific tournament to play in. If you're one of those people that's constantly playing your 100 bucks and you always lose and you have to deposit it's because you're playing in that, quit playing in it. Go play in $12 single entry tomorrow. Go play in a $50 single entry. Go play in a, in a $15 three max. Those are such better tournaments. I will never stop saying it. If you ever get tired of me saying it, I don't give a shit. Just stop doing it. I'm trying to help you. Help, help me help you, brother. That's it. That's all you get for contest selection. You know the you know the deal by now. Stick to three maxes, single entry, things that you can max enter, okay? It's no different on a three-game slate, a showdown slate, or a full 10-game, 15-game slate, whatever the hell it is, okay? Hey, the big guy's almost to 2,200 subscribers. Why don't you help me out? Like, sub, turn on notifications, and if you'd really help me, tell a friend. You know why? Because the YouTube algorithm fucking hates me. All right, let's get to weather where we started today. We had some pretty questionable weather that definitely impacted some of the games, and so we'd be fools not to consider that for tomorrow. Uh, we got the Dolphins uh, g facing some light possible rain, the Rams and the Cardinals both in a dome. I have a feeling the weather will be nice in there. Maybe they'll turn on the fucking the, the showers like it's the Truman Show. I doubt it, but it is a possibility. As far as the Dolphins go, you know, it'll be sporadic. It's South Beach. It's going to be like sporadic rain off and on. It never really seems to affect scoring, especially the way that the pace that that team plays with and the efficiency that they have on offense. So I wouldn't let a little rain get you off of the definite chalkiest game, okay? All right. Three games slate tomorrow, all three at different times. The first game kicking off at noon, Lord's time zone. So, and if it, it, I'm actually very happy. It is without question the chalkiest of the three games, much like we had at Thanksgiving. As you can see, that 50-point total between Green Bay and Miami is beyond appetizing, especially with some of the sloggy-ass games we had today. Oh, by the way, it's Saturday. It's Christmas Eve as I'm making this. Uh, and so the chalkiest game being first really puts game theory at the forefront tomorrow. If you're going to be with your family, you're going to be doing Christmas, being a normal, functional human being and not a DFS degenerate, maybe this is the day you set out because you're really robbing yourself of a chance to play the game tomorrow. But if you can babysit your lineups, maybe just make three to five lineups so it's easier to babysit. I don't know if I'd be trying to babysit 20 to 50 lineups tomorrow. 
have a plan for what you're going to do. I think you can really attack this, right? And you probably think I'm going to tell you, hey, just fade the first game and then pivot to late games. But that's 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 only one way to play it. There is the other way to play it where you go stack the shit out of this first game, right? You go play your Aaron Rodgers stacks or you go play your Tua stacks and run it back with two guys from the opposite team. Play five or six guys from this first game. I don't think that's crazy, especially with how gross these other two matchups are. And then if you do that, you'll probably, and it hits, you'll probably be at the top of the leaderboard so much so that you can literally go click on other lineups and see who they played versus who you played, who they have left. And with such a small slate, it's pretty easy to figure out who they have left at running back based on how much salary is left. And you can determine, oh shit, this guy's three points ahead of me. I got to catch up. Maybe you have to go get off of Aaron Jones and move to James Conner or vice versa, right? Probably be the opposite because you're going to need to pick up some leverage and you know that he has uh, only only 7200 left so there's no way he can play Aaron Jones well shit I better get up to Aaron Jones so that I can pass that guy that's playing the game tomorrow so don't be afraid to stack the early game but if you're going to do that you got to be looking at all those people especially if you're lingering around the top 100 of a GPP leaderboard You've got to be looking at guys who have the similar amount of quarters left that you do, and then you need to be looking at their lineups and seeing, you know, obviously who do they have? Because if we know one rule in DFS, people spend all their fucking salary or almost all of it, right? Uh, uh, I, I think it's 49.7, 49.8 is something like 90% of all lineups, okay? So you'll have a really good idea who's in their lineups, and then that will give you the ability to pivot. Uh, if you're ahead, you go pivot to the guy that they probably have to block them out. If you're behind, you go pivot off of that guy and go get on somebody that can help help you catch up, right? That's what you do. That is how you play the game, even if you want to play the chalky early game, okay? Because if you play the chalky early game, there's nothing wrong with that, but just know you're going to be in a 3v3 probably versus a few hundred people, and so you're going to have to get the right combination of those. The only other thing I could say about that is if you're going to play this early game, maybe play some weird pieces in it, right? Maybe some some pieces that could go off that people aren't considering. A Randall Cobb, somebody like that, right? An A.J. Dillon, a, 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 a Trent Sherfield, people like that, okay? Those are pieces that could go off that if they hit, you're not going to be sharing with tons of people, and that will give you a little bit more freedom that if you spike this early game just right, you'll really have leverage the rest of the day to kind of box people out. And there's nothing more fun in DFS than when you're one point ahead of somebody and they have the exact same person left in the lineup is you and you know it's impossible for him to catch you that's playing the game and not having picks all right let's get to these games this is a great scoring environment green bay does seem to be getting better on uh offense we'll start with them uh uh, 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 uh i said start with them and then i clicked on green bay bold strategy on my part bold strategy uh we're gonna search uh, by optimizer rate as you can see the optimizer says it's aaron jones day and aaron jones does make a lot of sense um he is involved in the pass game he seems to be getting a lot of carries uh, if, you know, I think the great play here, if you want to play the vulture play, go play A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon is the kind of guy that could have 120 yards, two touchdowns, and you just hope that he vultures the game. He slows down the game. He keeps Miami's offense off the field, and he's robbing uh, uh, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, um, Lazard, Watson, all of those guys have touchdowns. I don't think that that's the best play, but I'm saying that is a way that you can get into this game and play the vulture strategy, which is that A.J. Dillon vultures everybody because he doesn't play nicely with others as he is basically just a run-between-the-tackles guy. Uh, if you're going to play Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers stacks, it gets pretty tricky because Aaron Rodgers still does not have a clear number one. I think we could probably make the argument that it's Lazard or Watson, but are we really sure about that? And then we know that he'll never let dusty ass Randall Cobb go. And now we got Romeo Dobbs back, who actually was getting a fair amount of targets in that primetime game. So if you're going to play Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to you're going to have to probably play him in more than one lineup and mix and match who you're pairing him with. I think the forgotten one is going to be Robert Tanyan. He has not been very involved lately. Trust me, I know 
is he's on my big dollar best ball team. But man, the optimizer loves him. He is on the field a lot on passing down, so it makes sense. Miami, probably the most appealing team just because they've won, what, like 12 people a million dollars this year? They're so stackable. Tua, Tyreek, Waddle. I mean, he just seems – he could, Tua, I never thought I'd say this, can get two big-time receivers there in a GPP. So he becomes very playable. The other news I'm really tracking is this Jeff Wilson news. If Jeff Wilson's out, I think that makes Raheem Mostert just like a monster play, right? Because if 5,900, if he's not going to have to give you know 35% of the carries over to Jeff Wilson Jr., he becomes incredible. But once again, if you're going to stack this game, I think you want to try to play a piece with Tua that's going to be a little bit different, right? Go play your Tyreek with him. That's fine. Or go play your Waddle with him. But be open to a Gesicki, a Sherfield, or even a Cedric Wilson Jr. One of these low-owned guys catches, you know, a 50-yard touchdown, you'll be dancing in the streets naked because you're going to have that guy at 5%. And 5% on a three-game slate is the nuts, okay? So if you can get that, you got to do it. So once again, in summary, do not be afraid to attack and stack this game, but be very aware of what your plan is the rest of the day if you hit. Who am I going to pivot off of? This guy, if things are going well, I can go to this guy to box people out, right? Because if you don't know, if you have Connor in that lineup and you have a chalky Miami build, well, you just basically are playing all the chalk and everybody else is going to have that lineup and you're going to be playing 2v2s versus a few hundred people and then you basically have no chance because now you need all your first seven guys to hit and now you're still in a 2v2 versus hundreds of people. That's not where you want to be. So don't be afraid to have a plan in the afternoon and play some weird pieces in this first game. This second game is just disgusting. A 36-point total, two quarterbacks that just kind of suck at DFS. Russell Wilson, you know, let's ride. Uh, He's just not any good. He is back from the concussion. Um, You know, the optimizer gives him a one and eight chance of being the the in the optimal tomorrow, but there's only six quarterbacks, so that's not very good. If you don't know, Hinton is out, but it does appear as though Cortland Sutton's going to be back. The news I would be watching is to see if they say anything about he's active, but he's going to be on a snap count. Uh, or you know maybe they're not going to run a, a full allotment of plays. If that's the key between him and Hinton both being out, you have to think that opens up a ton of usage for Dolchich and Judy, even though neither of those guys are in a particularly great offense. So they are going to probably pass for 220 yards. Someone has to fucking catch the ball. So it would probably be those two. The other one I'm going to watch out is Latavius Murray. He's actually been really good this year. Like, if you watch the games, he'll probably get, if he's healthy, 15 to 18 touches. He falls into the box once, and it's not even crazy he'll get the 100-yard rush bonus. So he's a really sneaky play, and if he's out, you've got to be very open to a Marlon Mack play, right? On the flip side, the poor Rams, they're just so bad. You know, I love Baker. I'm a Sooner, if you don't know, and I want to believe in Baker. He's just not a good fantasy quarterback. There's the facts, okay? He's a decent game manager at best, and he just doesn't get it done. Tutu Atwell is going to be mega chalk tomorrow because people need that pump piece at 3600 I don't know what DK was doing pricing him so cheaply. I think I'm okay fading a Tutu Atwell, but just know that they do specifically create plays just for him. Maybe you get good Cam Akers who actually looked to have a little a little pep in his step last time he was out. But, man, trusting the Rams running back situation is like, you know, fucking trusting a huckster. I wouldn't do it, Bob. I wouldn't do it if I were you. To me, I think the real play, I still believe that Jefferson and Higby are going to be the target monsters. I think that you, uh, in the long run, after Baker finishes out the season, I think we'll see Higby and Van get closer to the 8-9 to nine target per game average that we're expecting. If that's the case, I think that makes both of them pretty decent leverage plays. But once again, what's their upside when Baker Mayfield's the quarterback? 
To me, this is a game I'm going to come in here. I'm going to grab maybe a piece, maybe go grab Judy from this side, maybe a Van Jefferson from this side, something like that. But by and large, I don't want more than one or two pieces of this piece of shit game in my lineup. Okay? If you want to go crazy and you want to stack, go ahead. But I would encourage you, a Russell Wilson stack could possibly get there because he offers a little upside with his legs, but I do not like a Baker Mayfield stack. But I've been wrong before, brother. The last game, I think this is the sneaky game, right? Uh, Tampa Bay, I still want to believe that Tom Brady has a little bit of gas left in the tank. You can see the optimizer loves him. 6,100 is just too cheap for him. To me, I think he's the second best quarterback on the slate. I get him at 6,100. He's very stackable. I think you can, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Godwin is is the number one guy. Evans is pretty good. And if you don't know, Julio Jones is out. So I think that really bumps up the value of Russell Gage. I think it also opens up a little value at tight end. But you got to pick. Is it going to be Kate Otten or is it going to be Cameron Brait? I don't know the answer to that. But I know that they do get a little bit more value as they run tight ends more when Julio is out. The other thing to consider is it just kind of feels like a Fat Lenny week. And 5,800 on a shortened slate kind of makes me like Fat Lenny. And Fat Lenny, believe it or not, actually plays relatively nicely with Tom Brady. So don't be afraid to go Tom Brady, Fat Lenny, and uh, Godwin as your as your stack, right? I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I think if you want to go opposite of that, I think you can go Rashad White. I think he's very stackable with Tom Brady also. I would not play them both with Tom Brady, but I think one of them pl- pairs very nicely with Tom Brady. A nice uh, Merlot. I think that's a wine. I don't know. I keep trying to make this wine reference. I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. And then lastly, Arizona. If you don't know, my little hobbit is out. Uh, Kyler Murray, he's still out. So we got Trace McSorley, who Trace McSucks. And um, it just really makes playing anybody with him difficult, right? DeAndre Hopkins is a legit wide receiver. He's looked really good since he came back from the suspension. But, like, he does not have very good upside because Trace McSorley, you know, struggles to throw the forward pass. Like, it's 1930 fucking two out here. Uh, Marquise Brown, my dude, another sooner, but like he's, he, I'll, I'll warn you right now, seeing it as Christmas, he is a little fragile. And uh, I, I, even if he plays, I'd be worried how well he holds up. Uh, if you want to play the weirdest stack of all, this is the game to stack, right? Uh, go play a Trace McSorley stack. I wouldn't encourage it. I think what most people are going to do in this game is they're going to come over here, they're going to get James Conner. As you can see, James Conner projecting at 47%. Insane shock. Um, should you play him? Well, you should not play him. I'll tell you that. If you just auto mark him out, I, I just don't think the running backs on this three game slate are good enough to just auto mark him out. Um, you really just got to ask yourself, how's this game going to play out? If it shoots out, well, then I think a Hopkins, a Brown, even a Trey, uh, a Trey McBride and AJ uh, Green even get a little bit of love from me in a shootout type game. If you think this will be a 28, you know, 31 type game, then I think you want to get some of those pieces. If you think this is a 17 to 14 slog fest, I think you want to probably be riding with Connors, uh, Connors, John Connors. Uh, sorry. Watch Terminator last night. Uh, lastly, let's just go over here and look overall. Who is the optimizer loving the most? Well, you can see it is James Conner, Godwin, and Hill. No surprise, they're the best players. But who is the most optimized player? You can see who is most likely to show up in the optimals versus their ownership. Jerry Judy, Russell Gage. Very interesting. And who are the most negatively leveraged plays? Greg Dolchich, Tyreek Hill, Tutu Atwell. Something to consider, right? Hey, I'm going to be doing the big giveaway in just a second before we get there. Did you know that I have a Discord? It's actually about to have a website. So if you want to do that, it's in the description. Come join my Patreon. We get new members every day. I do all kinds of cool shit for them. Special uh, every every week I do uh, what a stream for them. Uh, and I do this thing called the Rosetta Stone, which, by the way, there's coming for one for PGA. It's going to fucking change everything. You watch out, you mother father. Come follow me on Twitter. Always feel free to reach out to me. Uh, send me a DM. I will not blow you off. I keep them open. I respond to everybody uh, quickly and thoughtfully. I don't blow you off. I don't take myself too serious like so many other pricks in this industry. So with that said, let's get to the drawing. It is to win 
this badass sweater right here. All right, I will warn you, I was having some problems with the wheel. So the editor told me he already did the spin. Come down here and open the results. And the winner is, of course, 2021. And if I can't get a hold of him, my backup is Green Bay with Envy. Congratulations, you mother fathers. You win. Congratulations. I'll be sending you the sweater. So be looking for the editor to reach out to your ass. We're going to mail it to you, you mother father. Congratulations. Thanks for retweeting. Thanks for leaving comments. Uh, I'll be doing more giveaways. I think I'm going to do a mug, a DraftKings mug that's a really badass, a Yeti mug that with DraftKings symbol on it. So be looking out for that. It'll probably be when golf gets here because if you don't know, golf's the fucking best. All right, guys. I think that's it. You know I got a badass intro. I hope you kick some ass. Come check me out. Like and subscribe. It's been real. Enjoy my outro, you motherfathers. fathers.